Club members. I'm Kate, and I took one of those what dog breed are you quizzes and she was a mutt. No, I wanted to be a th- I wanted to be a mutt because everyone likes mutts. And I got Chihuahua. Did you really? I got Chihuahua and I took it twice. <laughs> That's really rude. So you guess I'm a, a Chihuahua guy. Shake a lot. <laughs> I guess so. <laughs> Well, my name's Emma. I'm Kate's sister. And my fun fact is that I relate most to the Lord of the Rings character, Gimli. Gimli's a great character. <laughs> I mainly relate to him because I had a gerbil named Gimli. Gimli was a good gerbil. Uh, he did eat your gerbil. But he did eat my gerbil, but I can't fault <laughs> him for neither that. here nor there. That's neither here nor there. And welcome back to another great <laughs> meeting of the Nightlight Horror Movie Club. Um Very excited to have you guys. If you're new listeners, welcome. Uh, I'm Kate, and I love horror movies, love everything about them, love talking about them, even to people who don't want to listen to me talk about them. And speaking of people who don't want to listen to her her talk about horror movies. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, you set me over that. That's that's my sister, Emma, over there, who doesn't (laughs) want to be here. Yeah, um, I'm Emma, and I don't like horror movies, and um, yet I'm here. And yet she's here. Um, And we're just so excited that she is. And today we're talking about a very special movie that Emma really didn't want to watch. Yeah, I was looking at my notes um, that I I took as I was watching this movie. And the first line says, I hate you all. (laughs) And by I hate you all, you mean Marnie. Oh, yes. Uh, Marnie, I think she knows this by now. I'm feeling bullied by her. I keep checking our Instagram like requests and it's all torture porn. (laughs) I tried to keep it at bay. You know, the hostels, the saw, the Texas chainsaw massacre. But unfortunately, (laughs) this is here we are. Hope you're happy, Marnie and everyone else who agreed with her. So speaking of my nemesis, Marnie, uh, she is to thank for uh, the, requesting this movie both through email and Instagram. So it is through her persistence that it got put on that quiz. Yeah, we said, em, Emma pretended that no one voted for that for a while. <laughs> to be fair, more people did vote for Cabin in the Woods. I, just like we had some I, great suggestions and then I one had from to Marnie. Just to be like, it wasn't me that did it. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I also want to give some shout outs because this, just to recap, um, this was the runner up uh, for the quiz with the cabin in the woods which we've already done uh being the kind of the first the first place one and this was second place so um i just wanted to give a shout out to the people who uh were loyal to saw so that's um (laughs) the instagrams were by jade uh, and i apologize if i get some of these wrong becca morgan seven jasmine with no e which i love uh k80 stone rs subi jade marnie of course aaron ball and set rue on fire yeah Thanks, Shout y'all. out to all of you for participating in the um, the quiz or the trivia. No, neither of those things. I think the it's poll. called a poll. <laughs> well, to be fair, all of my like polls are actually quiz questions. So if you, whenever y'all like pick something and it says wrong, 
You, you can get an incorrect answer. Yeah, you can. Because they don't have a poll on Instagram. So hey, guys, they, what do you want to watch? Well, we're not yes, watching right. that. <laughs> exactly. So I just wanted to let y'all know. Thanks for the vote, guys. But no. <laughs> even if it says it's wrong, I promise I'm not negating your vote. We And also, if you guys are new, um, all of those people we just listed are club members. Uh, this is a, a podcast, but it's mostly... First and foremost, it's a club, and it's really easy to join. All you have to do is subscribe, and that that's it. You're in the club. There are no dues. For those of us who uh, didn't qualify for any clubs in, in school, we just made our yeah, own. welcome. We are in the basement of the junior high. Uh, <laughs> we'll no one knows SGA. we're here. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, should we talk a little bit about what we are uh, covering today? Well, I, I guess we just did. I think we should talk about Saw. I think it's time. Uh, I'll give a little teaser. If you guys are <laughs> don't know what Saw is um, somehow, let me see. Uh, how Get out I? from under your rock. Do you like mysteries? Do you like saws? <laughs> <laughs> I really thought you had more in the hat, Kate. Well, <laughs> you're going to love this movie. Um, I'll go ahead and I'll give a big disclaimer before, because everyone knows I'm a very opinionated person. So big disclaimer. I have never seen this movie before. I just I just didn't. I am picking this movie up 16 years after it was released. I did not grow up with this movie. I have not invested in the sequels, in the character development of the villain, which I know is super important and a big deal for the franchise. And quite simply, this is not a film genre that I typically would go to. It's just not. And I'm a very loud and opinionated person. So I want to make sure everyone knows that what I'm about to say is my opinion. It is subjective and it does not make it any more valuable than yours. Well, I'm glad that you said that, Kate. And I just want to add that I'm also going to be adding my opinion, which is objective. And it is more valuable than yours. (laughs) Well, there you go. There you go. And all of this to say, and I'm so sorry, you guys, but this is probably one of my least favorite movies I've ever seen. I am so interested that you say that because Kate and I haven't talked about this. Um, as we said earlier, I am not really a horror person. Yeah. So Emma saying she didn't like the movie doesn't really mean much. Exactly. So I'm really curious. And to spoil it, I will say, no, I did not like this movie. Though I will. I do think I have some. I did find it interesting and it wasn't exactly what I expected it to be. It was no, it wasn't. Psychological cop thrillery than I had anticipated. So that I actually think added merit to it I will, I'll give it I'll give it some breadcrumbs for that one and mine is um, the opposite because I was expecting and I think this is more a tribute or what I have picked up from the sequels because I think the sequels have shaped this franchise a lot like in a very different direction than the original but I was expecting some a, like a lot of gore and a lot of like true like quintessential horror and this is not that at all um like one of the biggest things I know Emma was really nervous about how gory this was going to be. Uh, and did, what, what did you think? What did you think about like the gore aspect? So I was, su- I was disgusted by this movie. <laughs> okay. But- <laughs> it's not what I thought you were going to say, <laughs> but I was not disgusted for the reasons I thought I was going to be disgusted. Wow. I thought I was going to be disgusted by like overt blood and guts and like watching a saw go into someone's eyeball or something. And what I was really grossed out by and actually turned off the sound for was like someone putting their hand in a dirty toilet bowl. That really <gasps> oh, yeah. That happens. Um, the grime was really gross. And I f- did find myself wanting to watch a shower, but I didn't find myself having to like look away because something was so grotesque. And 
I haven't seen the sequels, but just from the little amount of um, that I've discerned from the portions that I cover in this in this podcast, I know my understanding is that they're far more overtly grisly. Is that correct, Kate? Yeah, that's my understanding too. I did a little bit. I didn't research all of the movies because um, there are... How many are, are there? Okay, so there are... I would say there are seven in the core films and then there was a seven... So I'll start with the first one. So this movie came back came out in 2004, in October of 2004, like the weekend before Halloween. And That's then, what I was going to ask. Yes, and then every single movie after that, every single year for the next six consecutive years, they released another movie around the Halloween time. So I think that's where a lot of the nostalgia for this movie comes in. And, um, and that's not to say that it doesn't have merit, like as a like actual film, because I think it does. I think it's just not for me, but th- this was, um, there were six core films. So saw one through saw six, and then they had saw 3d who, which are you I, kidding me? No, I am not kidding you. And that one, I know I went and I looked at all the rankings, like the very like subjective rankings from different people uh, online. And it's like saw one is usually the, at the top and then the middle is kind of a mixed bag. You never know what's going to be. And then saw three is always at the bottom. <laughs> so that's interesting because whenever I was going to do, I always cover when we do these episodes, I always cover critical reception. And when I went to initially just type in saw, it came up with, I don't know if it's the most recent one. It was like the final whatever, but it was 10% was, was it's Rotten Tomatoes, which Wait, I'll just go really? ahead and say that. Yeah. One of them had 10% from critics. Oh, um, not this one. Not this one. Was Definitely it Saw 3D? One. I wonder if it was. It was either that or The Final Destination. I can't quite remember off the top of my head because I feel like when you just said Saw 3D, I did had not heard that before. So it might've been a different one. The Final Destination. Yeah, apparently there's one called that or something similar to it. Again, I have not. I don't think you did your research. This is my first time seeing the first of the Saw series. So like I was saying, we have Saw 1 through Saw 6. Then we have Saw 3D. Hate, I missed that. And then there's a big seven-year gap. And then we got Jigsaw. And I am only just learning this from researching this movie this week. But there's also going to be a ninth installment in the franchise that is slated to be released this May. I'm not honestly that optimistic that it's gonna because like nothing's coming out when it's supposed to um but i i am interested in seeing it uh in no small part because it's going to feature the acting the acting talents of longtime saw fan chris rock what yeah sign me the hell up for that i regardless of my opinions about the movie we're covering today i will be watching (laughs) the new saw movie with chris rock i just can't i don't know how you take him seriously about him being terrorized I, I mean, I don't care. I don't care. You know, that, that's kind of one of the good things. I'd be like, about, cut it out, Chris Rock. One cut of the good out. things. You don't saw your foot off, Chris Rock. No, you do you it. You silly man. <laughs> silly goose. Silly goose. Um, but one, one, one thing I do want to say about this movie, and, I, and I'm going to say it's not one of my favorite movies ever, but they did a lot on very little money. This, this, and that's also one of the biggest reasons. Like the, so the first movie was cheap out of necessity, but then they realize that they don't really need to spend a bunch of money to make these very, very popular movies. Mm-hmm. And so they would just churn them out every single year because they cost like nothing to make. Now, so now that's, that's ah. some consistent content. <laughs> that's, yeah. Did, did you look up? I hope you didn't because the budget's really fascinating for this. Did you look up return on investment? I did not look up return. But I, I do know, I have the slight insight that it did well enough that 
within what was it? It was within like the opening weekend. It saw two got approved for production. So I know oh, it did well. <laughs> that's pretty good. Yes. Yeah. Um, yeah. So this is one of my favorite parts of the show, which is whenever I get into economics, I know everyone enjoys it as much as I do, but I really like talking about return on investment and comparing it to other movies that we've covered because how much a movie made is cool, but it's really, I really like seeing what they started with. Um, so like for reference um cabin in the woods, which we just covered the budget for that movie was 30 million and they made 66.5 million on top of that. So like, that's good. Like it's, it, I'm not going mean, to go back and listen to that episode if you want to. Like, there are reasons that it didn't make what it probably could have made. Um, but regardless, $30 million budget, $66.5 million box office. Now, for Saw, would you like to guess how many millions of dollars the budget was? Um, I know it was their first. Yeah, Saw so. 1 was the first movie, yes. No, not the first movie. I mean, like, it, I'm pretty sure it was, a direct, it was like a directorial deb- debut. Is that correct? It was. So the writers were... Um, the story itself was written by James Wan, who we know very much from The Conjuring and the Insidious oh. franchise. But there's also Lee Winnell, who um, he and James Wan are like horror BFFs, which I love. Hmm. And this was their first collaboration on the story. And then Lee Winnell did the writing and James Wan did the directing. They are gotcha. also the same team that did the Insidious movies and Dead Silence. Um, and as far as the Saw movies, they only did Saw 1 and Saw 3. Um, oh, and, interesting. Yeah, and then Winnell teamed up with another writer for Saw 2, and then after that, it's just a grab bag of people. It's like yes. the Harry Potter um, directorship trail. Yeah, kind of. Um, but anyway, okay. budget for this so, movie. <laughs> um, I'm going to say like like t- $2 million? Nope, $1.2 million, so half of that. Huh. $1.2 million. They did this on like a shoestring budget and the box office, I'll just go ahead and tell you was 103.9 million. Wow. Yeah. So they did people just love fine. watching people threaten to saw their feet off. They do. And, and this is one thing I will give credit where credit is due. Like this movie did a lot with very, very little like, like, I, okay. So I'll, I'll go ahead and just tell you that James Wan and um, Winnell, they were both, um, I know James Wan is Australian. I assume Winnell is also Australian, but whenever they wanted to make this movie, they were all the way in Australia and they were trying to get it off the ground that they had no money. And their agent was like, oh, you need to go to LA and like pitch this to some production companies, eventually Lionsgate, mm-hmm. you need to pitch this to some production companies and get some funding. And they were, they were like, we don't want to do that because the flights were too expensive oh baby yeah so like they like i like i'll I mean, give it to them several thousand right well yeah but like they like my all this to say like they did this on their own you know what i mean like this was yeah. very much a labor of love um they 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 eventually like okay if we want to make we want to do this seriously we have to go to la and pitch this appropriately but even then like they're nobody, you know, like we know who James mm-hmm. Wan is now. Um, we know who Lee Winnell is now, but they were nobody at the time. And so what they did is really, really clever. They had the script, but then they also made um, what is now in the franchise universe known as Saw 0.5, which was a short story version mm-hmm. um, that was, I think, seven minutes long that they made to pitch to producers and to actors. And it worked super, super well. Um, they still didn't give them a lot of money, <laughs> which you can you can see when you're watching the movie, like 
I'll go. I, I have some points that I noted that I was like, oh, you guys had no dollars. <laughs> you can, you I can tell. That. I noted that within the first, literally the first two minutes. And the way I noticed it was because I heard the Wilhelm scream. Do you know what I'm talking about? <laughs> I didn't guess the, ah! No, like I like, and I literally, I was like, they did not. And so I like, rewinded it and re-listened. I was like, nope, they sure did. I think that and scream's got to be like free, like to use. It has to be like, yeah, like um, open source or something like that. If y'all don't know what we're talking about, just, just Google Wilhelm scream. I guarantee you'll recognize it. It's just like, sounds like someone falling off a cliff in an old Western or something. If you've watched any television series or movie you've heard it <laughs> yeah <laughs> it it's everywhere but th- that's that's the team that's the director writer team and then we have the cast which did not see these people coming especially with the budget they had we have carrie elwis as dr lawrence gordon we got the man yeah. in tights himself <laughs> yeah he like quite different than um princess bride it's and a different Robin role Hood. it's a different yeah. role um and then danny glover shows up I know. I, and then there's the woman. Um, I don't know if you'd recognize her, Kate, but she was in Parenthood. Her name. Her, she's yeah. Oh, her, the mom her, in Parenthood. Yeah. Her name was. She was. Her character was Christ, Christina in Parenthood. And I'm forgetting what the name of the actress is. I'll look it up. Just I know who her. you're talking about. She was the mom in Parenthood. The blonde one. I, I, I recognized her because she she looks exactly the same. But that was like 20 years ago. So she's just like Monica very Potter. Young. Yes, Monica Potter. Oh, yeah, I actually do know that name. Yeah. So those are the only oh, people I know. And then there's a guy from Lost. I didn't he watch He was always Lost. playing a kooky person. Um, that was He played Zepp. His name was Michael Emerson. Oh, okay. Good for him. Good for do you, you know Zepp. talking about? I know who Zepp is. I watched the movie, but I, didn't, <laughs> I haven't seen Lost. They so all I have don't. like one syllable names, though. So, I mean, it's like Zepp and then the names of the two cops were like Tap and sling or something i don't oh wait it's not it's sing it's not sling sing 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 well that was close i was within one letter and they're all i was correct in that they're all one syllable but anyway more um, syllables so cost yeah. more money emma they gotta keep it cheap yeah, they do they could only but anyway the the actors were i agree with you kind of impressive danny glover cracked me up the most because it it's literally the same character as robert murtaugh and lethal weapon a little yes, different and that's what i thought too a and little I didn't crazier, it was Danny Glover, because I have not seen Lethal Weapon. I, that's a whole other conversation we need to have. But um, I like was like I literally when I was watching, I was like, oh, this is the, I'm too damn old for this guy. Like this, that's yeah. the stereotype. I didn't realize it was actually like literally the same actor playing. That you didn't know time. that? Yeah, that's no. Danny fucking Glover, man, yeah. and he's too old for this shit. Yeah, <laughs> I like about to go by the SS happy ending. Yeah, exactly. Like I'm retiring next week with my lady and we're going to sail off on the SS happy ending. Well, spoiler alert, he gets what's coming to him in that storyline. <laughs> I don't know if he gets what's coming to him. Okay, that's not quite what I meant, but that, it's we know. we know Who's what's going to happen. I'll talk about it too whenever we go through this, the play-by-play, but his was the most useless storyline in the yeah, whole he, movie. Yeah, he really was disposable. Was, for me, one too many red herrings. Whenever at the very end they were trying to pitch him as like the potential bagger, I was like, no, he's not. No. <laughs> <laughs> no, he's not. Okay. One one other thing that I'm and I'm not gonna harp on the movie too much, but I one thing that really did disappoint me was no one really does anything with the puppet. It seemed like 
from I have seen many a trailer and I think he gets his day. He does. He does. And and like I I know from just pop culture that his name is Billy and I know assume at least that he's in the sequels, but it's just such a great image and it's so iconic and marketable and it's just useless in this movie which was just extremely disappointing and I'm just I'm going to make that humong- humongous assumption that they utilize it way more in the sequels, but I just I wanted to see that puppet do puppet things. Yeah. No, I think he gets so um from what I was reading, he act, he really wasn't able to do much in the way of puppet things. So the director created him. James Wong created him. Um, and he was made of clay. Oh. Paper mache. Oh, no. And then um, black ping pong balls with irises painted in for the eyes. Okay. And then they used paper towels <laughs> internally for his innards. And then to make him move, the puppeteers pulled fishing line. Oh, my God. Okay. So I think they were limited in what they could do with him in this It sure movie. sounds like it. Yeah. This is what I mean when I say labor of love and I give respect in that capacity. Like, I, this is, I'm probably not going to watch this movie again. But, you know, they, they put some damn love into this movie. Like, there, there's fog in random scenes and warehouses where there's no reason that there should be fog. But I'm like, yeah, they're... Like, Jesus Christ, where is that doctor parking his car yes oh my god the derelict parking lot that has like yes, I was like what tags on the concrete I'm like what hospital is this <laughs> this is all terrifying was, like, all spray painted inside and I was like where's the fog coming from inside the parking lot? in 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 the parking lot <laughs> and in the warehouse there's just like billowy fog during all these chase sequences and it's because they're like we have ten dollars left to make to create atmosphere yeah, I can think we said, rent like, a fog machine? Not I buy. I think I read that for the chase scenes, they they I think they filmed them stationary in that same uh, like parking garage, if we want to be generous and call it that. Um, and they would send in the fog, and then they would literally just shake the car from side to side while filming from the front. <laughs> that, <laughs> that makes amazing. Sense. I know there's a scene when I think I think he stands in for Sing, but whenever Sing and Tap are going in to get what do they call him? The bad guy. I don't think they know who he is at that point. And you can see they call him the jigsaw killer because he. That's right, the jigsaw killer. That's what they call him. It it confuses me because whenever there's subtitles, it says insidious. No, it says sinister. Hmm. Well, that is confusing. So I'm like, those are different movies. <laughs> well, I thought the, the uh, prior to watching this film, I thought Jigsaw was the puppet himself. N- no. I mean, I, I did like too. I I answered that on a trivia quiz that you gave me one time. I did too. So I, it's confusing. And I, and like, they're kind of like, they're all the same person, right? Like it's mm-hmm. an extension of Jigsaw. And I don't think we so know. So I can his- keep that point? Yeah, you can keep that point because I am merciful, unlike you on your quizzes. Kate, you, I was very merciful if you were called. Not <laughs> merciful. That is neither that is neither here nor there. So again, whenever that scene, whenever um Singh and Tap are going in and they have their guns out, the shotgun out, I suddenly there was um I rewound it because I'm like, that's not either of them. That's a white man. Because <laughs> there was a white Wait, guy. What? Yeah, because if you haven't seen the movie, Tap is like um Robert Murtal, so it's a black guy, and then we have Singh, Detective Singh, who is Asian, and then out of nowhere, you can see the bottom half of this white guy holding a gun, and I and I'm like, that 
who is that? And it's Winnell. It's one of the writers because they had is to, it really? yes, because they had to like film all this like B roll stuff. I don't want to call That's it B roll. It's like in the movie, but they had to film all these other shots, um, for free. <laughs> so yeah. they got that fog machine out and Winnell's like, I'll do it. And he goes in there. There was a very, uh, it's very dated in specifically to the early 2000s by the like, um, heavy metal or is that, the, am I using the right turn it's kind of like these intercuts of heavy metal music and then they'll splice scenes really sharply um and now I'm wondering if they did that purposefully to kind of like if you're splicing the scene a whole bunch it allows you to not be quite as smooth of a shot or not quite as shiny of a set because you oh, can kind of splice that out so 100% it's all coming together now it is all coming together and that is one thing I will say about the quality of the film is that I think it's like deter. I don't know if it's deteriorated or if it's that's just how movies just were in like, 04. Yeah, it's very, very 04, not even in you know a good or a bad way. It's just like, oh, I know when that was filmed. I, I know when that was filmed. I don't think it's in a good way. I think if if I was like a true nothing about the early 2000s was good, Kate. Let's be honest. No, it was not. Um, if I if I was a true Saw fan. I would love to see this movie remastered and like the sound remixed mm. and like some of like the noise, like the grain taken off, um, which maybe it was a stylistic choice, but maybe it was also just like maybe 2004 not. and they had a $1 million budget. But th- those were just my, my takeaways as far as like the quality of the film. But again, labor of love, no disrespect, good for them for making their movie happen. I read that it was filmed in only 18 days. Yeah, that tracks. Yeah. Oh, another really interesting thing while we're talking about production that I read was that Juan, he made the decision rather than kind of getting an upfront salary, he opted for a percent of the... Um, oh, that's a smart man. Yes. So he That's did, a smart I'm, man. Exactly. So he did far better getting a percent of the profit rather than a um, static salary. Yeah. He would have been upset. <laughs> And then um, our good friend Robin Hood, he actually got very upset, supposedly, because he was supposed to get 1%. And I don't know if he didn't get that or he wanted he, he wanted 1% of this incredibly successful film profit. Mm-hmm. And I think he ended up like suing for a portion of that and settled or something like that. But oh, interesting. Yeah, everyone was like, yeah, give me a percent PLZ, thanks. <laughs> yeah, I will say like the fact they got Carrie Elwes in this movie... I was just kind of like, what? Like, was he in a slump? Like, I mean, no, he that, wasn't. Like, he, liked, he liked, he liked horror movie. He liked movie. the plot. Like he, so he, he read the plot and he saw the film, like the short film and he wanted to do it. He like whips his hair back. Time for them to see the drama side of me. The drama. Yes, exactly. <laughs> he sure gave us that. He did. There was lots of drama. And I think they tried to heighten the drama by um, filming the bathroom scene, if you can call it that. Um, you mean the, actually the core of the order. movie? Hmm? The, I, I don't know if I'd call it the bathroom scene. That's just like the set <laughs> where the entire movie takes place. Well, the bathroom set? It, it Like, what kind of bathroom is that? To me, it looks like a bigger version of the bathroom at the gas station that you that is outside and you have to get a key. <laughs> <laughs> That's what it made me think of. I was trying to figure out what it where they formerly were. was. It, you know, don't... You remember the giant bathrooms hard. of the olden days? Yeah, I remember those old 04 bathrooms where you could really stretch your legs out. Yeah, you, you those were get good out of the machine factory and walk over to the luxury bathroom. <laughs> the machine factory. 
<laughs> yeah, definitely a luxury bathroom. Yeah, good call, Emma. Um, but yeah, all that was filmed. All of those scenes with those actors, those two actors, I guess three if you count Jigsaw, spoiler alert, um, was filmed with... I hope we... Have we told people that we spoiled the movie? This is this is from 04. Normally we do, but like... Danger, Will Robinson. Everyone who's listening, we're going to continue to spoil the, whatever we have not already spoiled. I'm not spoiling the whole franchise, though. Um, I, have, just I couldn't saw if I one. wanted to. <laughs> She's like, I didn't do that much research, so you guys are good. <laughs> um, but yeah, all I was trying to say was that that those scenes, plural, to appease you, Kate, in the luxury um, machine factory bathroom were all filmed in... <laughs> chronological order so six days i believe if i recall correctly of so only a third of the 18 days that's a good point where how where how many abandoned buildings are in the city i don't know but they had to rent them and then like put stuff in them yeah that's how renting sets usually works oh well like they (laughs) it probably wasn't like a sound stage they just like (laughs) okay so rude i'm kind of imagining jigsaw being like how much is it i'm not gonna get my security (laughs) deposit back they're God like they were. It. They thought they were gonna make something ornate. They're like, you can afford an old clawfoot tub and one single toilet for <laughs> this giant warehouse. Put some glass on the ground, make it look less empty. Yeah, pretty much. Um, uh, and then another thing that I read that I actually thought was pretty interesting was apparently they really didn't have any intention originally of making what we now know as torture porn. And this <laughs> lines up with what you were saying. So. It wasn't really until the sequels that they that they got, as Juan described them, more explicitly nasty. And I don't think he that? was as involved with that. Yeah, he said that was a direct quote from him. Uh, yeah, that that is one thing I will say. If you are on the fence about watching this movie specifically for the gore because of its reputation, don't be. Like if you if you could handle seven, which I couldn't, but if you could handle seven, you're gonna be just fine watching the first saw. They. For example, like when, like there's a scene of someone cutting their foot off. They give you just enough that you see it, like it's starting to happen and then everything's off screen, even like the stumpy foot's off screen because again, mm-hmm. they had no dollars. And then like one of one of the characters gets shot in the head with a shotgun. It's off it's off camera. Mm-hmm. And I like that. I think that's more effective. I don't want to see someone's brains get blown out unless it's done really creatively <laughs> unless it's like really cool special effects, which maybe the other ones are. Maybe I'd actually like this the, the, the sequel is better, but I don't know. Like if you, if you're not sure if you're going to get into the movie because of the gore, you're going to be fine. Yes. If you have, um, if you're a clean freak, maybe not the movie for you. If you don't like people sticking their hands in the toilet, if you don't like that or dirty, dark bathtubs, maybe not for you. Maybe But if not. you're okay with, you know, vague gore, then you'll be fine. You'll be fine. We yeah. should probably talk about the movie. Should we get started? Well, Kate, I, you never told me what category of horror you would put it in. Oh, what genre? What genre? Oh, I forgot to think of one. Do you want me to come back to you? Give me 10 seconds. Okay, well, while she does that, I'm going to talk to y'all about the fact that Kate hasn't come up with anything. Toilet horror. <laughs> Toilet horror? Toilet horror. I'll take it. I, that will. That was truly. That the was most the worst part for me. Yes, I mean, I'm not even being facetious. That was the most horrifying part. Was at the beginning. I thought if the whole movie was like that, I wasn't going to be able to watch it. The toilet is a pretty. It plays a role in the climax. The toilet's involved. Is it? Yes. How's it involved in the climax? I'll remind you when we get there. It's okay. involved. 
It comes back around. <laughs> they, they get a, they accidentally see Jigsaw using the bathroom on the jig. <laughs> and then the jig is up. The jig. Um, okay. Well, before we go into the plot, I do want to just quickly cover the critical reception. Oh, yeah. Um, I'm really curious about this because I have no idea where it's going to stand. Yeah. So I always ask Kate. We used to ask about IMDb. It's oh, my all God. Forget it. It's all so. seven. No one yeah, cares. Given, given up. But what I will ask you, Kate, is who liked this more, critics or audience? Audience. 100% audience. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. So critics, according to Rotten Tomatoes, for the original 2004 Saw, critics gave it a 49%. So, um, okay, not great, but not complete garbage. It, and it then, got snubbed at the Oscars. It did. <laughs> it an did Oscar get snub. snubbed. Very upset about it. Uh, what did the audience then, think? The audience, they liked it. So they gave it 84%. Holy hell. I know. I was shooketh. I am shooketh. I think that we are in the minority here. I think we're outnumbered. We are. I I recognize that I might be. No, I don't think anyone's incorrect about. Well, maybe. maybe, I don't know. Now I want to like it. I want to like it. Well, I feel I just like, don't like I could almost like it, and I haven't seen Seven. So one of the things that I wondered about it was, this feels kind of like Seven. I um, thought you just said you haven't seen Seven. No, but I know I know enough about Seven to understand the, the concept that it's a serial killer doing it based off the Seven Deadly Sins. You yeah. Know, it's, it's such a big part of pop culture that you kind of can't... Like, it's been spoiled for me, which I won't spoil for y'all, but like... It's just such a part of pop culture that it's a little hard to, to miss. What's in to the solve. box? What's in that box? Um, but that's not what we're talking about. But I did just want to say that that was mentioned in the critical reviews was that it seemed kind of like a B version of Seven. Oh, had Seven and come out already? Was Seven yeah, first? so Seven came oh. out in 1995. Oh, uh, I dang. It came out in the 90s. So I do think that puts just like a little dig on it the does. concept. It does. It makes it a lot less original for me. Yeah. It does feel like a B-movie version of Seven. Yeah. So that and, maybe that, and maybe that's where its charm is, honestly. Yeah, I would love to know. I'm curious to know if people who like Seven also like Saw or if there's like a divergence in the people who like Seven versus the people who like Saw. If I watch Seven or if we cover Seven, we can kind of come back to that because I'm curious about if it's like the same audiences. You're going to have a you're going to have trouble with Seven. I'll just tell you that um, you're going <laughs> to. Well, I thought right. I'd like it because it's a psychological thriller. But Oh, hon, it is nasty. I don't want to watch someone choke on their own food. Well, that sounds that's like an, under, that's an understatement. Okay. Let's talk about Saw, shall we? Let's let's dig in. So, okay, one of the here's uh, one of the fun specific critical reception notes that I saw. Tell me, <laughs> but I, okay. Um, <laughs> Are we gonna do that every time we say the word Saw? Yeah, yes, it's gonna be really painful yeah, yeah. for you and and anyone listening. Um, so one of the critical reviews was saw ensnares audiences with a deceptively clever plot and a myriad of memorable, nasty set pieces, but its lofty ambitions are undercut by a nihilistic streak that feels more mean than profound. Yes, I agree. I agree wholeheartedly. So this is one thing that I think that they make up for in the sequels. This is what I understand from the sequels is that Jigsaw in the sequels is punishing people who have done bad things. Like I know that there's like, like specifically I do know that there's like a racist that is 
picked up by Jigsaw for like being a bad person and like I think like a homophobe and like a really bad healthcare worker I think maybe an abusive healthcare worker or something like that because like he in in this movie he kind of gives these like half monologues where he's like ah oh, like people don't know how good mm-hmm. they got it and I'm, I'm good they got it and I'm sick and like people are bad and punishment and it's, it's like, okay, but like you're punishing people for like literally the dumbest shit ever. <laughs> well, yeah, it's like one of was like this person tried to kill themselves and then this person like had a drug addiction and then there's like, and this person was a doctor. I'm like, what? This, <laughs> <laughs> he wasn't a great doctor and he might have almost cheated on his wife. <laughs> I was like, Jesus. We're, That's a we're bit of a stretch, for. man. That's a bit of a stretch. And also, I think he was that quite they, agile for being a man who was dying. And also he sounded like he had lung cancer rather than colon cancer. It, so it's colon cancer, but then it spread to his brain, but, but also then, it's metastasized to his lungs. I'm going to infer it was, meta- it was metastasized to his lungs. He was coughing all the time and he yep. sounded bad. But um, I guess you could kind of stretch and say that the frontal lobe metastasis. Because I remember them saying it was a frontal lobe metastasis. That's because every your- movie says the word frontal lobe because they're actually yeah, can Yeah, but I just figured that maybe they were it. trying to do a whole like, oh, like it's affected his personality, um, which it, which things that are affecting your frontal lobe can do. That would have been cool and I would have liked that. But I well, agree. I think they did kind of, they might have, I think they were alluding to it. I'm going to give them credit for it. I think you're being very charitable, but that's fine. <laughs> I, I, I was confused by... I don't think these people have ever met someone who is in terminal in stage cancer because they so can't he's running around in a like a cloak and like a literal cloak catching people who are far should be far more agile and, you know, um, capable than him. At he's that crawling state around on the ground cancer. in a pig mask, just like kidnapping adult men. <laughs> I love that scene. I was like, I, I know, like that might have been one of one of the ones that tickled me the most. It like, never. They so never why are explain you on the ground? it. Yeah, because they show him like normally. Well, I guess we should wait until we get. Th- no, I want to talk about it now. Normally, whenever there's like a kidnapping scene or like a stalking scene, you don't see the person like ducking down and like army crawling on the ground. <laughs> Because it makes it less scary. It's just like, well, it's just what are you How doing? You I can like see you. Bamboozle someone from like two inches off the ground. It's not mysterious. It's not like, where did he go? It's like, oh, he's right there <laughs> on also, the ground. They had like a weird amnesia where they would remember everything only after someone mentioned it to them. Oh, because this movie is high on flashbacks. If you want to do a saw <laughs> drinking game, just drink every time there's a flashback. I highlighted every time it happens and I have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine flashbacks. Very nostalgic. I don't know where, when exactly Memento came out, but it felt very like I was like, these are cut from the same decade. A hundred percent. Yes, I'm they are. Real quick. I just want to see when Memento came Memento out. Memento was like 2003, I bet. Was it really? That's my, that's my bet. Okay, let's see. 2000. Damn it. So kind of after, after seven, before Saw. Mm, taking okay. more points from Saw for that one. Sorry. <laughs> Nick a couple points. Um, okay, and then... I think that's all that I have for the for the critical reception. Should we uh, trod through the plot or let's dig into Saw? So the movie starts with two people waking up in this the bathroom that we have described to you. Um, this one guy is named Adam. He is in like a bathtub that's filled with water, and he's like it, all the lights are on. He's freaking out. He's, he drains all the water out of the tub, and we briefly see a blue object 
get washed away with it. This is an unfortunately important plot detail. (laughs) So remember that for later. Um, Across the room, we have Dr. Lawrence Gordon, a.k.a. our man in tights. And he, they're both chained to opposite sides of the room. And in between them is a corpse with what looks like a gunshot wound to the head. And he's holding a revolver in one hand and a microcassette recorder. And both men have tapes, little tiny tapes in their pocket. And so they go and they get the recorder and they listen and the tapes are like, Adam's tape is like, you need to like get out of here. And Men in Tights tape is you need to kill Adam by six or I'm going to kill your family. Yeah. So quite direct. Very direct. Jigsaw is nothing if not direct. Um, <laughs> and he's so, like, here's a game. Kill him. <laughs> it's a, <laughs> I didn't say it was a difficult game. It's pretty simple. The rules are straightforward. Rules are very straightforward. And so they, and then there's a bag of hacksaws um, in the toilet, which that's a kind of a funny bit where he's like, they're in the toilet. And the guy just sticks his arm into Did you the think, toilet I immediately was like, take off the lid you know just yeah. it seems like a simpler place for them to be yeah you can't where, where adam where do you think the saw is gonna fit where do you think do you think he flushed the saws down curvy. the toilet he's you know he's lightheaded he got kidnapped I'll, I'll give him that but he like shoves his he's like arm deep in the toilet bowl and the lawrence is like i i think it's in the <laughs> i think it's in the top and what a disservice lawrence is doing or dr gordon is doing to any doctor the world the world around he is uh, he's so rude and so arrogant he's so condescending the, the dickiest dick that you ever <laughs> did see and he's like and also they're being mean to each other immediately and i was yeah, like immediately so to each other they're so aggressive to each other like one of them is like i like as far as this goes like we have the doctor who was like the straight guy in the room and then we have adam who's just a fucking mess and every time the straight guy is like okay maybe this is and he's being condescending but he's like let's just solve this the way you'd solve i don't know a disease I'm and just then, like, can you shut up? It's like, oh, shut, I wrote shut down the a fuck line up. he said that I was like, what does that even mean? He's like, to overcome. <laughs> My note is, first of the line, to overcome something, you have to understand what a perfect engine it is. That's how you solve disease. And I was like, yes, shut the fuck up. That yeah, shut the sense. fuck up. <laughs> that doesn't, like, we get it. You're a doctor. You're still chained in a bathroom just doctor, like me, Doctor, doctor phrase, doctor. Yeah, that'll really help us. And so he'll make doctor comments. And then the other guy's just like, aren't you... Like trying to shake him up the whole movie. He's like, okay, let's be let's be logical. And then Adam's like, your children's are gonna die. Like your daughter's gonna get shot right in the face. My <laughs> thought like, was, didn't you hear? Did because he heard the tape about getting shot, right? I I would think I think that okay. Because it's not like they had earphones in. No, they did not. So I was kind of like, dude, why are you encouraging this man to shoot you? I don't know. I I think that they are flawed characters to say the least. Well, that's why they're in that room. That's what they get for being so <laughs> flawed. And then they are trying to saw through the chain in the middle of the chain, might I add. <laughs> that's right. Did you notice that? Yes, I noticed that. They immediately go for like the sturdiest part of the chain, like not the joint, not the lock. They're not grabbing anything else. They're just like straight on the chain. And then that doesn't work. <laughs> and then Dr. Genius is like, oh, we need to saw through our foot. 
<laughs> I know. I was like, you have escalated things. Yes. Sir. It's been <laughs> two minutes since it's been started. two minutes. It literally was like 30 seconds of them sawing the middle of the chain. I'm like, yes. Tim Robbins did this for seven years in Shawshank Redemption. You can't do this <laughs> for two seconds. It's like, I'll figure it out. That is one thing is um, they're like, they're very much, it's very much a hurry up and wait vibe. It's like mm-hmm. you, ha- like, cause there's a timeline. Jigsaw is a punctual man. He's got places to be. So he's like, you got until six to figure this out or we're going to, I'm going to seal you in and you're, I guess, presumably going to just die from like neglect from starving to death. And so they'll just be like, oh shit, we got to do this. And then they'll stop and just kind of like reminisce on shit for like five hours. And I'm like, are you not like, there's a clock. Like you can watch, like literally they don't acknowledge the clock until the clock hits six. So like, oh shit, we're out of time. Oh shit, it's six. I'm like, wait, like it's been, you haven't been paying attention. work, right? Like, no, they don't. They're, they're studying it like a disease. No, but, but the anyway, doctor, doctor is like, that clock is new. I'm like, shut up. Shut the fuck up. That doesn't matter. Up. You're absolutely the worst. He's the worst. He's um, like, that means we're supposed to know what time it is. Now let's look back at it in about seven hours. Let's worry about that later. And let me tell you a story. Now let me tell you a story. Yes. So Gordon is like, oh, the saws are for our feet. Saws. I know who this is. It's the jigsaw killer. Now let's do some flashbacks. And so we get our first flashback. First flashback, we get to meet the captor's previous victims. um, And we get to learn kind of how this guy works. He does. um, The first guy is like he's put in it. And we see it through the point of view of the two detectives, Singh and Robert Murtaugh. I don't remember. Tap. I think he's tap in this movie. Um, it doesn't matter. And so his we, name is indeed it's tap. tap. Yeah. And so the first guy is this guy who gets put in a razor wire and he has X minutes to escape for the door seals so shut and he doesn't make it. And then the second one is this guy. This one's the craziest one to me. Cause it's like, Whoa, you just really planned this as you went along. He's like, okay, you're trapped in this room and you're naked and there's a safe in the middle of the room and the combination for the safe is on the walls um, and there's a candle, but you're covered in a flammable substance. <laughs> it definitely felt like a, like a, like it, it wanted to be, what is, what are those um, little designs where they're very intricately designed to all connect to each other? Like a, like a um, Rube Goldberg. Yes. Yeah, a Rube Goldberg. It was like that, except not. Except not. It's like he doesn't make it. You just see him like catch on fire. And also you have to step on glass. Yes. And there's glass everywhere because I can because I'm Jigsaw. And then we go back to the bathroom. Back in the bathroom, Dr. Gordon is commenting. And this this is something I was like, what's your point, dude? Like so many times when he opens his mouth, I'm like, what's your freaking point? He's like, well, we're dealing with a misnomer. Like he's not really the jigsaw killer because he never directly murders his victims. He just puts <laughs> them in places where they die. And I'm like, okay, yeah. I think the jury will probably find him guilty of murder. <laughs> what a weird yeah. comment. No wonder no wonder you were a suspect. I get it. Like there, Because he was like... He starts it by being like, okay, the I know who this is because I was a suspect on the case. And, and I'm like, yeah, of course you were. You're sitting here like, come on, guys. It's not technically murder. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, I came across a trivia that was like, even though he didn't murder them, he can be prosecuted for this. I'm like, what? Of course he can. <laughs> yeah, of course he can. People have been prosecuted for way less. Like, yeah, of course being, he can. He's being awfully sympathetic to this person. Yes, he he's is. Trying to kill his family. Trying to kill his family. He's like, well. Like, let's not jump to conclusions. Was I don't it premeditated? know. Maybe. Was it murder? 
I don't Definitely know not. <laughs> now we get another flashback. We go back five months ago. We get to meet Gordon, who is an asshole in the hospital as well as out of the hospital. He's talking about this terminal brain cancer patient, John Kramer, right in front of him. And he's being an absolute ass to the patient as well as the orderly. Like, he's like, the orderly is named Zeb. Is it Zeb? I can't remember. Yep. Zep. Zep. Zep with a P. The orderly's, name, the orderly's name is Zep, and he gets one line in the beginning, and then he gets to be a very pivotal character later for no reason. It's like, all right, so the, this is where the patient's brain tumor is. And like the patient's just laying there, and Zep's like, um, he has a name. It's John. He, he's like, fuck you, Zep. <laughs> <laughs> no, he goes, he's a very interesting person. And then if you had paid close attention, you could see that at the bedside table in front of him is a diagram of the reverse bear trap. <laughs> Yes. Like instantly I know who it's going to be. And he's holding the pen. The pen light? Yeah. The patient has already stolen the pen light. Just holding it. He's holding it in the scene. (laughs) Oh my God. Great. It's on us that we didn't catch him. Oh, I think we knew who it was. Like, so this is one, like we'll get to the ending, but there's like, it's very much like a twist and then a twist. But it was like, oh, I thought it was this guy. Is it not? Oh, oh no, it is. That was a red herring. Okay, cool. I thought it was him the, the whole time. <laughs> yeah. Okay, cool. Um, then we get to, um, he, he mentions John Kramer, who's a terminal brain cancer patient. Um, that's all you need to know about him right now. Not important. And then he's getting interrogated by Tap and Sing. And he, he has like a really weird half-ass excuse for why he can't go with them to the like to be interrogated he's like well my wife has the car today I'm like what are you talking about <laughs> that's okay we'll put you in the back of this patio. yeah wagon. they're like we can fix that also your wife has the car you have one car also, how did you get here yeah. you're also, an oncologist like, how come tip and sing sound like a comedy troupe Tap the and 1920s. <laughs> Holy shit, they do. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that was tip and sing. That was tip and sing. Um, so anyway, their their whole clue that they have is that they found his pen light at the scene, and we know it's you. And I love how he instantly recognizes this extremely generic pen light that like everyone in the building has. Yeah, but, I, I I had to give in on that one. Yeah, it's a pen light. Everyone has a pen light. But then Gordon has an alibi, and so he's This cleared. asshole probably had a monogram, though, to be fair. <laughs> he's like, that's my pen light. This is Dr. Dr. My pen light. <laughs> he probably did. He probably had that pen light in med school as, like, a first year. Oh, my God. I Let me just say that there are very rare among us, but there's the occasional student asshole who will try to put doctor on their coat. Gross even though they're very much not a doctor. That's a should, big no-no. Their advice should not be taken. That's a big fat no-no. Yeah. I had a friend in vet school who got doctor tattooed on them when they uh-uh. were in school. Yeah, I was like, oh, I really think we're putting the cart before the horse here, guy. And like, then you failed out. Um, Almost, yeah. <laughs> I was like, I think that's, that's bad juju. I probably wouldn't have done, wouldn't have done that. I know I'm going to be in a hospital in a couple months, and I still don't want doctor put on my my cap. Yeah, I wouldn't either, man. That's going to be tough shit. You're going to have to know things. But uh, I need back, to escape back into 2004. Back to, yeah, exactly. So back to Gordon's alibi. Um, 
so he agrees to for no reason, I guess. It doesn't really matter. He he watches the testimony of another victim, the only known survivor of Jigsaw, and it's this heroin addict, Amanda. And it's important that you know she's a heroin addict because that's why she deserves to be punished. That's what the yeah. movie is saying to she's us. She's not valuing her life. Don't worry, she'll be very appreciative in about five minutes. Yeah, what the fuck? So she has this like bear trap on her face. It's like attached to her jaw and Jigsaw is like, you want to know what that does? This is what this does. And it just like shatters whatever it's holding in this video. It's basically going to rip apart her skull after X number of minutes if she doesn't find the key. You're going to see that they're like, he's a formulaic guy, Jigsaw. He, he, <laughs> he's got a formula and he sticks to it. Hey, so it got, works. It works. So you got to find this key. And so she comes across this dude who is paralyzed. And this is another thing. He's paralyzed with an opioid, they specify. But then so they he, specify, but he, so he can't move, but he can feel everything. I'm like, I don't think y'all know what opioids do. <laughs> That's the opposite of what opioids Probably take do. Probably advice from Dr. Gordon. Probably. I don't think he's a real doctor. So <laughs> the whole thing is he took an opioid, which is a very strong pain control. So he can feel everything. Don't I worry about it. I thought they said it. he couldn't feel anything. No, he can feel everything, but he can't move. Um, so I don't know why a, it's a paralytic now. It's not a paralytic ever, but in this movie it is. And so he's alive and she wastes no time disemboweling him to get the key to unhook yeah, she her really death was hat. Like, I mean, she was ready to go. Well, yeah, she's not fucking around like these guys sitting on the floor reminiscing of the good old days while the clock ticks. <laughs> she's like, she we got to go. Survives. And a woman yeah. at that. Yeah, good, good for her because she's like, fuck this dude. I don't know him. Stabs him. Wastes no time just taking off to get disemboweling him to get the key. Takes off her death hat without literally not a single second to spare. And I just want to make one note. So some of you guys know I'm a veterinarian. I'm a small animal veterinarian. Um, animals like to eat stuff that they shouldn't eat. And then I have to go and get the things that they eat. So I do a lot of surgical exploratories to go in and like find stuff they eat and like take it out. And, and you'd um, be surprised how many people eat things they shouldn't eat, Kate. Oh, I think or stick things in places they should not stick them. Oh, that's worse. I think that is probably worse. But like I like we do exploratories because we don't know where they like we don't know we're like we think they ate it we don't know where it is and so we have to find it and you have to run the loops of bowel like go through every single loop of bowel like feeling it it takes time and I'll I'll give her I'll give her this like she's not as she's not being as gentle as like a doctor would be but like there's a lot of guts in there and she's like got it. Kate, I don't know if you recall, but she wasted no time in she murdering wasted that no man. Time. That's so true. Saved her, saved her time to um, go through the pig uteruses, which is what those were. They were pig uteruses. Mm-hmm. Cool. Also, why? I don't know. Anywho, she survives. Good for her. And then we get to meet the little tricycle clown himself. The little puppet made of paper towels and paper mache. Um, <laughs> I love the paper towels and the ping me pong too. balls. Love it. Seems like it'd be in a frat house or something. Love it. And he introduces himself to Amanda and congratulates her. Um, and then Robert Murtaugh says something super random and unhelpful to this poor woman with unimaginable PTSD. He just says, you are a drug addict. Is that why he picked you? He said, oh, it did. doesn't he go, aren't you grateful? Aren't you grateful? And or something like, like that. And then she goes, he helped me. Oh, my God. I'm like, God. you just murdered somebody. Oh what? My, oh, my God. It's not technically murder because the laws don't exist in this town. <laughs> don't worry. If it's a little convoluted, we just wipe that slate clean. But, Emma, it's time for another flashback. 
Flash forward. Drink. We're flashing forward to the nasty toilet futsal party. They <laughs> discover that the bathroom mirror has a camera behind it. Adam makes a snarky, bizarre comment. He says, this is the most fun I've had without lubricant. <laughs> it's just like... Who put that line in there? It was just so out of place. They didn't edit it out. They're like, that can stay. And then the doctor condescendingly. They were running a little thin on content. So maybe they had to keep that one in. The writers literally said we were running thin on content. When they were editing it scene wise, they like were having to judge, like massage it to be a little fluffier than it was. Yeah, that that comes across very strongly that they did that. That's why you see that white man's hand. You see his face. Are you, when you said the, the the writer, you see his face? You see the bottom half of his face. <laughs> it's even better. I'm not good enough that I can detect, like, the race of a hand that shoots by. <laughs> I just, like I don't know. I saw his face. <laughs> they okay. show his face. And I was like, that is not one of the detectives. Like, it was so obvious. I was like, is that Jigsaw? Does, is he here? Does he have a gun? No, it's just, don't worry about it, guy. Like, don't, don't worry about worry it. About it. So then the doctor condescendingly explains we have to tackle this puzzle like a disease. <laughs> like and, a perfect engine. Yes. And Adam asks, how, how can you concentrate when Jigsaw might kill your family? You know, what you say <laughs> to your like, fellow captor to help him focus on your escape. Yeah, with no help from comments like that. Mm-mm. Adam is dead weight this whole movie. And then he says, of course, I'm thinking about them. I'm thinking about the last moments with my daughter flashback <laughs> i thought he was gonna say like i thought it was gonna be like he yelled at her or something but he was actually yeah no really nice it was just her. like we had a nice moment <laughs> yeah i know i did, were, were you thinking he was yes i was like they had been in a fight or something yeah i thought there would be more tension but it's like no we just had like a, a oh and then this too well, the wife i should just sure talk throw about some it. tension holy nowhere. shit the wife the, the wife tension we're, we're almost there so we get another flashback um, that like people at home take your fourth shot. And then I'll give him this. This was the creepiest part of the movie. The little kid staring at her mom until she's awake. And yeah, then the kid really being was, like, mommy, a there's a man in my there. room. It's very mm-hmm. much reminiscent of Abigail Breslin in Signs. Only she, obviously that's like a much better mm-hmm. line and a much better movie. Um, when she's like, there's a monster outside my window. Can I have a glass, have a glass, of, glass water? of water? Oh, I love that movie. Yeah. Such a good movie. Anyway, that's what it made me think of. And that was creepy. Um, and then you think there's going to be tension like the daughter wakes up it's like one in the morning and the husband's still in his suit he's at his work desk like working meaning he hasn't slept he hasn't changed out of his clothes and the wife's like can you come like take care of your daughter and put her back to bed and he's like oh i'm really busy and i'm like oh like this is the tension he didn't go read to his daughter then he's like all done and (laughs) i had had the same experience i was like oh he's being like an asshole he doesn't have time i was like oh no he put it away oh and now he's reading to her now he's reading to her like why are we killing him again yeah i'm like he seems like a good guy doesn't appreciate what he's got doesn't appreciate what i'm like but he's being okay i thought that was a really good dad moment he would not be a bad person for saying no i need to go to sleep and i need to get these medical reports done but then we get his wife being absolutely genuinely the worst he's pouring over his reports again still in the suit 1 30 a.m puts his daughter back into bed gets paged while he's talking to his daughter to go into the hospital meaning he hasn't slept yet we'll switch sides in a minute when we figure out what's going on but for all intents and purposes that's what's happening right now um so he hasn't slept yet and then he's like getting ready to go back into work and his wife out of nowhere is like Ugh, how can you pretend to be happy, you passionless oaf? 
And he's like, all right, we'll talk about this later because I got Paige at 1.30 and I'm a cancer doctor and something bad's happening. And she's like, oh, just leave. <laughs> she was like, stop pretending. Stop pretending you're happy. Like the he's tension like, in the movie. Happy. She's like, no, you're not. No, you're not. You're not happy. Because like the tension in the movie later, like what makes him a bad person is he almost cheats with a, with a med student. That's who actually paged him. It wasn't a real, but he doesn't cheat on her. They make that very clear. But that's not <laughs> why the mom's, confused. that's not why the mom's upset. She's upset because he's not happy. So there's just like, it's just doesn't make any goddamn sense, guys. <laughs> I really think that like of all the different storylines, I think that's the one that I'm like, hmm? because no. it's like, he's not a bad, pr- like, He's a good dad. He doesn't he, like he doesn't even really engage with her when she's yelling at him about being awful. No, he's like, okay, we'll talk about it later, okay? <laughs> and even though like he probably shouldn't be talking about the metastatic cancer, it's not like like people do do bedside rounds, and like yes, he should have been like less like annoying whenever he was like, orderly, sure, do you know the patient? It was like I didn't think it was murder worthy per- personally, <laughs> Pers- but maybe me, I'm maybe I'm biased. <laughs> we're a little lenient and we wouldn't have murdered him for this, for almost cheating on his wife and not having good bedside manner. But that's it's like us. they wanted to us to stay to like him or be like I don't know, it's confusing. I, it's like I'm I couldn't tell if they were trying they just weren't sure what kind of character they wanted this person to have, or if they like wanted him to be a appropriate for Jigsaw to torture but then also for him to be likable or or sympathetic as a character I don't know I was not quite sure where they were going with that I feel like in this movie I think that Juan and Winnell's direction was that Jigsaw is just psycho like he's psychotic he makes psychotic decisions um he just picks people and like like his decisions don't have to make sense whereas I think where they went with the sequels to my understanding my limited understanding is they tried to justify them like at least as from his point of view justifying the killings a little bit better gotcha like who he picks so i think maybe he's just not supposed to be as stable as a character in this movie gotcha anyway also damn is it the same guy in all the movies because he's doing really great great for like stage four metastatic colon cancer it's like nine years of movies yeah (laughs) i don't know maybe there's a plot twist maybe i don't know that guy's actually really bad doctor like we knew all along we have no time for that, though, because it's time for those people to get abducted by Jigsaw. And so he is. this is my favorite part. I know I've said that three times, but this part where he's draped in a gray blanket for some reason. <laughs> <laughs> and then in the next scene, he isn't. Also, also we'll talk more. Like, so basically, we're, it's going to find out that this is a red herring and Zep's just he's being bullied or blackmailed into doing this or whatever um but he's like (laughs) zepp's like saying lots of things i don't think jigsaw put in the instructions (laughs) like good night little girl (laughs) (laughs) it's like a red herring that's like so they're trying to make it a red herring that it's like i don't i think this is a red herring He, like, runs at her with a blanket on his head. He is draped full on in a blanket. Like, he's, like, the way that you would do, like, if you're cold and you need to get up to go get some tea. He looks like that. (laughs) And then in the next scene, he doesn't look like that. So maybe he was just chilly. He warmed up, Kate. He's, like, "Mm, I'm feeling better. He's wearing a blanket. And it's, like, so flash forward. That's your sixth shot, people at home. So we're flashing back forward to the gas station bathroom that needs a key to be opened or wherever these two guys are. And Doc is, <laughs> again, they are in no hurry. So Doc is showing Adam his wallet, talking about his kid. And he's like, <laughs> look at this photo of my daughter and this photo of my wife. And it's a Polaroid of his wife and kid with her mouth gagged. 
And Adam's like, I'm not going to bring this up for obvious reasons. I'm also confused about the storyline. Like, like how did, and correct me if like, I don't, if I'm nitpicking, tell me where I'm missing. Um, they had this Polaroid photo of them gag. So you would think that that happened prior mm-hmm. to anyone being put in the room. Mm-hmm. But then it, it did. So, so it happened he, before So Jigsaw was in the house. Remember when she was like, there's a man in my room. I and thought no it was one listens to her. So he was in the room. He was in the closet. And then whenever he Were left. Zip whenever, and Jigsaw sharing a closet? Oh, no, just Zep. Well, Zep, Zep is like. So how did they, that photo get from there all the way into this guy's wallet? Because Zep was in the closet, waited for a doctor to leave, abducted the family and like gagged him up and stuff. And then went after the doctor in that and, parking lot. And put the Polaroid And knocked in him his. out and put the Polaroid photo in. Did Zep knock him out? Was he the I think one crawling on a floor? Or was that Jigsaw? Did. I think Zep. That would make sense with like how his outfit kind of Jigsaw's outfit kind of looked a little bit reminiscent of the village. The pig, yeah, it did. Also, they don't explain that again that he's wearing a pig head just for that abduction <laughs> of Kate, the doctor. That's all they had at Party City. Leave it alone. <laughs> that's all they William had. William Shatner's were all sold out. Damn it! What are we gonna do? We'll just use this pig mask and that blanket from earlier. Anyway, but at the same time, okay, well, please continue. Another flashback. We're going back to tap and sing, and they are, <laughs> this shit made me so mad. So they are illegally breaking and entering into what turns out to be one of Jigsaw's lairs. How did they figure it out? Um, a hunch, I think. Okay. Oh, were you asking if they had backup? Nope, just them. Just two dudes. Well, they're crazed and so fascinated. Mm-hmm. So the two discover a man underneath a tarp tied to a chair with two drills mounted onto each side. Oh, I love this. This one made me uncomfortable, I will say. This one made me laugh. So because they're just bad cops. So they take this tarp off this dude. They see (laughs) this. I like when they put the tarp back on Yes. And then Jigsaw, just then Jigsaw starts coming up the elevator. And Murtaugh makes the executive decision to cover the guy back up with the tarp. And the guy's like, <laughs> he's like gagged. Yeah, he's doing a good he job. And he's, he's like, can I shoot him now? He's like, no. Yeah. And no, it's my the operation. Guy, leaves the guy on the, the, in the puzzle trap. For fucking no reason. At his head. For no reason. So like he, we have Jigsaw, he's in an enclosed elevator and they're like, so he has no exit and he's coming up the elevator shaft so they can, you know, surround him. And they're like, no, no, no. Let's, <laughs> let's back up. Um, let's let him, you know, approach approach the victims. Let's, let's let him come (laughs) to us first. Um, we'll let him approach this guy strapped into the apparatus of doom. And so they, they do that. They let him come out and then they are like freeze. And I'm like, why? Like your whole plan was to pop out. Why didn't you do it when he was in an elevator for dramatic effect, Kate? They're terrible detectives. I think, and I write, I think Singh is the one who's like, I don't know if this is a good idea. Singh's the only one that had any damn sense. Singh was yeah. like playing with. So basically then the, the, the key or basically this guy jigsaw hits the switch. And now this, these drills are bilaterally coming in towards his neck to mm-hmm. slice open his carotid or whatever. And at first Singh's like trying to like get some keys. There's like a whole janitor set of keys that he's trying to <laughs> yes. fiddle with to figure out how to un- unlock the trap. And then he's like, wait, and he just shoots, the, <laughs> shoots the trap and destroys it. Yeah, like, he's Singh, like, Singh's keeping oh, right. this ship afloat. He is, briefly, briefly. because 
So um, Singh is actually no Singh makes a really dumb decision. So while, whenever he shoots the trap, Murtaugh gets distracted. That's tap. He gets distracted, and then Jigsaw pulls out his arm knife and that slashes is what I to comment on. the Why arm does he knife. Have Batman Batman like wrist gadgets. Don't but he's worry also about it. Terminally ill. Don't worry about it. <laughs> so he slashes Tap's throat. Singh watches Jigsaw get away to tend to Murtaugh. And you're like, oh, shit. Okay, he chose his partner. Um, that's cool. But no, he just does that for like 15 seconds while Jigsaw flees. And he's like, stay here. I'm going to go get him. And then he runs into a tripwire and gets freaking shotgun to death. And it's like, well, th- you made a bad decision. That was dumb. Yeah. I mean, I probably would have made the same decision. No, you wouldn't have let him run away. No, you're right. You would not have. He is running away. He has his back turned to you and you're holding a shotgun. I would have shot him in the elevator. Yeah, I would have shot him in the elevator. I would have shot the first person who approached me. (laughs) Emma's not allowed on the force anymore (laughs) (laughs) for reasons. So anyway, now we have tap. And so now he's like gone crazy because of his partner's death. He gets discharged from the police force and he is convinced Dr. Jordan is a jigsaw killer because, again, he's a bad detective. And so he's just stalking Gordon at this point. Anyway, flashback. So flash forward back in the bathroom. Um, they find a box of in the wall um, that has, so silly, that has cigarettes, a lighter, and a note that says, dip this cigarette in the poison blood. That's not what it said. It said... What did it say? It said it was something like vaguer and like faux intellectual. It was like cigarettes can't kill unless they're in your veins or something weird like that. And then he has like a flashback to whenever the basically the audio cassette said that the guy who was presumed dead on the floor died because there was a bunch of poison in his veins. And then he's like, hmm, so if I dip this cigarette in this pool of blood, it'll poison him if he smokes it. I don't know how it. any of that makes any sense. How are you going to light the cigarette? Like, how's the... You don't think he's going to notice that there's blood smeared all over the front of the cigarette? Also, he saw you dip it in the blood. <laughs> he's looking right at are you. Are they presuming that he's either going to light the blood or he's going to put the blood in his mouth? I think he's going to put the blood in his mouth because... And, and it, it, at first you're like, this isn't going to work. But Adam is so stupid. He's, I can't. He's like, sweet, dangerous wall cigarettes. No way that's a trap. Give me those cigarettes. <laughs> he's like, he's like, fuck cancer. I want to smoke. I'm like, what? Like, that's not the point. That's not Don't why you should be kids. smoking these right now. Don't smoke it. Yeah, it's not. A, he's not worried about your lungs, asshole. Yeah, no one's worried about your chronic illnesses. <laughs> this might kill you sooner in like 20 years. I don't want that for you, stranger. <laughs> Who I hate. Who I hate. All right, now, flashback. We get another one. We see Gordon now. This is when we get to see him being abducted by Jigsaw, who is wearing a pig mask. It's not important. Moving on. Now we're back at Gordon and Adam. They're trying to fool the camera um, with Adam's death with this unpoisoned cigarette. And I don't know how it didn't work with that outstanding acting that that character gives us. Woof. Yeah, so he pretends that he dies, um, but Jigsaw is smarter than him, and he has electric wires hooked up to the chains, and so he sends an electric shock um, through Adam's chain where he's like, oh, shit, I'm electrocuted. And he's like, aha, you're not really dead. That's 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 all that that is. But the box yep. also contains that cell phone. Um, it can only receive calls, and so... Is that real? A, um, maybe. I don't know enough to say. Yeah, I'm just curious maybe, about that Maybe. One. I don't know. 
and then we get his his terrible wife Allison, um, <laughs> who is like trying through Jigsaw, through Zep, through Allison. We are trying to get Gordon to not trust Adam, and saying Adam knows more than you know. And then the line disconnects and Gordon has like an absolute meltdown, like kicking and screaming because, you know, they have his family and they're going to shoot him. <laughs> and then Adam's like, so are they OK? Yeah. No, Adam. No, they're really not. Adam, they're not OK. Are you paying attention? Is Jigsaw just impatient? Like he's like shocking yeah. them because they're not doing what they're supposed to do. And then he's like, no, really, was- that guy's a bad guy. You should probably shoot him. If he was so impatient, he should have just made the time less. Like, he yeah. gave that girl with the bear trap, like, five seconds to disembowel a guy. Interestingly, the only... All the survivors are women. I mean, that makes sense. I don't... <laughs> you're like, you're like what's, what about that surprise? Yeah, <laughs> women are smarter. Yes. Yeah, anyway, no time for that, because there's a flashback. So, <laughs> Adam is now explaining... <laughs> we're getting the exposition on Adam. God bless. I... I appreciate that this movie, I am not trying to diss it. I know I am, but I'm not trying to take away from people who really like it. But you, this whole movie movie is just so tedious. There's so much exposition. I think it might just not be my kind of movie because now we have Adam explaining that he was paid by the detective to spy on Gordon and he knew he was going to go cheat on his wife, which I don't know why Detective Gordon gives a shit about that. Because he's trying to, or Detective Tap, I don't know why he cares because he's trying to solve a murder, right? Yeah, I think that, um, and I'm, as you can tell, I've, I thoroughly enjoyed watching it in certain ways. So yeah, definitely um, don't mean to take away from people who, who love this, but I do think it's a very silly movie. So um, silly. And I think that like I, I can't put it in the category of psychological thriller because to me, psychological thrillers have this one aha point mm-hmm. versus where you go, oh, like the prestige yes. or like- yes. Versus this one, and you're like, oh, I should have noticed it all along. Versus yeah. this one, if the one aha was, there's like 10 ahas, and maybe like one of them I can give to the movie. And that's the big aha of who Jigsaw is. Like, I'll give them that if that's what they want. But like, they try to do it with like 10 different twists. Yeah. I agree with that very much. That I think you could that's never very well anticipate in any way because yes. you're constantly being given background that you did not have to start with. That That, that is one of my, this is a little bit of a tangent, but. I don't know if you've guys if I've told you guys about how much I dislike the Sherlock Holmes with Robert Downey Jr. But I, I that. hate that movie. Oh my god. And there's a there's a specific scene that I think about all the time because it's like, fuck you. Cause like all the Sherlock Holmes before had had and I'm a big I was like always a fan of the books. And so I and I like mysteries a lot. I like mystery games and mystery books and mystery movies. I love them. But mysteries have to have something where you're like, oh shit, like you said, like I, oh, I should have caught that. Or, oh, that's clever. Or, oh, that does tie in. Or, like, things that you can go back and rewatch and be like, oh, like, that's how that works. Oh, that's mm-hmm. clever. And in this, <laughs> in the detective movie, in the Sherlock Holmes with Robert Downey Jr., there is a scene where I still get mad thinking about it to this day, where the big aha moment is it was raining in, in a scene earlier, but that wasn't actually rain. That was gasoline being sprayed into the air. <laughs> like no one would fucking notice that it was gasoline <laughs> raining on top of them and that it wasn't in fact raining from the sky that's really funny i forgot that i i don't remember i've seen this so long ago but well, yeah pepperidge farm remembers it was very frustrating and that's kind of like this movie wasn't quite like that but it was the same thing where i was like i wanted to like have because i agree it's if it's not like a true slasher horror movie 
I want it to be, have more mystery parts. And I, there was nothing that I could have like, there were not that many clues. It was just constantly trying to throw me off the trail. And I was like, let me, let me try, (laughs) let me try a little bit. Anyway, that is neither here nor there. Um, so now we get, (laughs) we have Zepp who's getting involved. We, we, it's, it's kind of this big reveal of, oh, it's the orderly who had one line earlier. Um, and we realized this, we realized that it was Zepp the whole time and, um, the clock strikes six and they're like, oh shit, we ran out of time. Um, oh, just one quick side note. This is, then we get the, we get to see a lot of scenes with the mom who has the mouth gag in her mouth. And Emma, Emma can tell you that when we were little, (laughs) we (laughs) would put these mouth gags to the test because a lot of them look very loose. And so we would stick socks into our, each other's mouths. Well, not us. It was your friend. Yeah. We didn't do it ourselves. <laughs> we wouldn't do that to each other. But we were like, "Hey, we're gonna see if this really works." And we just shove a sock in her mouth, and then yeah, she just, just I remember spit going, it out, Bleh. and just <laughs> spitting it out. We're like, "Okay, we're gonna put this ma- gag around your mouth," and then she just like pull it out. So I, that's she something that go, always bugged Bleh. me. She just spit it out, and like in this movie, like Monica Potter's gag is like barely hanging into her mouth, and that just really bugged me. Anyway, yeah, so to be we fair, get this great not movement. Saul's fault. That's most movies ever's fault. That's absolutely true. So then we have Allison, the wife who manages to free herself and grab Zepp's handgun and um, shots get fired. A bunch of stuff happens. It doesn't, it doesn't really matter. The, the important thing is someone's going to saw off their foot. <laughs> yeah. That, that's what you've all been waiting Finally. for. You yes. sickos. Yes. So Gordon starts to saw off his foot, which is a really great scene. Um, where he's like, I am done with this shit. Like, I think he literally says that. He's just like, fuck this shit. And he's just like sawing off his foot so that he can go to the body in the middle of the room, grab the revolver and shoot that guy. But before that can happen, we have Tap who shows up and Zepp shoots Tap. So that was a fun (laughs) storyline. That storyline went nowhere. (laughs) It's over and it went nowhere. (laughs) And then he goes in the bathroom, Zepp goes in the bathroom and Gordon's like, it's too late. You know, oh, no, wait, Zepp comes to the bathroom and tells Gordon, yeah, it's too late. Like, it's the rules because Adam recovered from his gunshot wound because it didn't kill him all the way. And then the toilet comes back and he kills Zepp with the toilet tank lid. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. And Gordon crawls away to get some help for his foot stump. Uh, uh, so, a troubling pace, I will say. I will say so too. And then Adam starts searching Zepp's body for the key to his chain. And instead there's another micro cassette player and it, oh, he plays it and it says, hello, Zepp. And you're like, oh shit. Oh, oh shit. Oh no. So Zepp was also following instructions under the um, threat of death. <laughs> My goodness. There's so poison tedious. in his veins. There's poison in his veins. Yes. And, um, <laughs> There's the body laying in the center of the room. This was a cool scene, I will say, um, whenever the body just gets up. Yeah, I think, peels- that's, I think that is, that reveal is, the, while predictable to some, I think that is the reveal that earns the movie most of its points. I agree. That is where the points come in. I was like, oh, that that's cool. Like, that's just a cool scene. And the big reveal is it's actually John Kramer, who the guy with the terminal cancer, who was a patient of Gordon's. And then we see all these like flashbacks that kind of like put it together. Um, and he tells, he just tells him, he's like, oh yeah, also your key, the key to the chain was in the bathtub the whole time. You know, the one that you like flushed down the drain, that oh, one, yeah, just so you know, you did that to yourself. Yeah, just so you know, that was on you. And this really wasn't that hard of a puzzle. You guys are just not very good <laughs> at puzzles. And 
that's about it. That's the end of the movie. It just ends with, I do like the scene where he's like game over and like shuts the door and then Adam's just screaming. I thought it was Maybe a good like last part scene. Other than the toilet scene. The toilet scene was just the, the door part. being closed. That kind of concept of just like being stuck in there until you like bleed out or die is woof. in in the darkness alone no, near yeah. a bunch of dirty bathroom wear and a foot and a foot that's probably going stale by the minute. Yeah, so you better eat that while it's fresh. Ew, different. I'm movie. just trying to make lemonade here. Maybe you <laughs> made it out. But I did like it. They start playing like the heavy metal and he's like, you see the silhouette of Jigsaw and he's like, game over and like shuts the door. Yeah, I, I like that. Best scene. I did too. I did too. I um, thought it redeemed itself at the end. But that's the whole movie. And all you psychopaths loved it. Y'all did love it. But <laughs> let's see where this is going to go on our scoreboard. Do you Ooh. have the scoreboard ready? Is it about that time? It is about that time. Well, to answer your question, I do not have it ready. But now <laughs> I do. That was a okay. joke. I was just testing your patience. <laughs> I think this one will be <laughs> always. I think this one's pretty straightforward um, because you and I definitely, it's not that our favorite one? movie. It, I, um, no, it's not my favorite movie and I don't think it's your favorite movie. So why don't we just go to the bottom of the list? Okay. I For those of y'all who are new to the game, um, this is, we have so far 51 movies that we have rated on this uh, our scoreboard that we does not have a home currently, but we're working on that. So um, I'm going to read kind of the last 10 so that we can kind of get an idea of what we're working with towards the end. Go so ahead. I have Paranormal Activity, mm-hmm. Teeth, Split, mm-hmm. Halloween, mm-hmm. Cats, Children of the Corn, The Nun, Troll 2, Black Christmas 2006, Prom Night 2008, Jeepers Creepers, and Darkness Falls. This is below Halloween for me. Yeah, definitely below Halloween. Um, what was next? Cats. This is above cats. <laughs> yeah, I think it's above cats and below Halloween. <laughs> this is above cats and below. Yeah, I, so that's like number what? 40. It's, it is the new 44. All right, new 44. Woo! Saw you have made your way in, into our hearts and onto this list. Thank you. Really, thank you guys for sharing this movie with us. I am glad that I finally watched Sincerely, it. Sincerely, yeah. It, it was, I did enjoy watching it. Um, and I enjoyed talking about it with you guys. And it's just thank you so much. And if you guys are interested in suggesting a movie for us, please uh, join the club. Hit us up on our email, which is nightlighthorrormovieclub at gmail.com. Hit us up on our Instagram. Just find us and tell us what you want us to watch, what movies you like. If you want to, Tell me why, why I'm wrong about this movie. Please do. Yes. Um, let's solicit anyone who wants to vouch for Saw. We want to hear you. We are obviously the minority. And like Kate yes. said, I enjoy, I sincerely enjoy it. This is probably one of my favorite ones I've talked to Kate about um, because of like the things that I think are silly about it. But that's part of the fun of watching a movie. Yeah, it's still fun. I still really liked doing it. Um, yeah. So yeah, um, let us know. And then before we leave, uh, I just want to remind y'all that our next movie, so next week we'll have a mini episode because we alternate between maxi episodes and mini episodes. Mm-hmm. Um, and so next week we'll have a mini episode. And then following that, the next movie that we'll be covering, because I agreed to do Saw, we get to do Little Shop of Horrors. Little Shop of Horrors has horror in the title. And so that may totally be horrifying counts. to many of you. And <laughs> if it's horrifying to many of you, we'd love to hear that too. So all of that to say, we want to hear what y'all think. Let us know what you thought of Saw. Let us know what you think of Little Shop of Horrors. Just let us know. Yeah. Shout out to us. We're lonely. And I think that's all we have. 
yeah, that's it. I guess we will see you guys next week for our mini episode. And then after that, Little Shop of Horrors. Little Shop of Horrors. Here we come. All All right. right. See you. Stay spoopy. Stay spoopy. Stay spoopy.